Welcome to the HR Uprising podcast. This highly practical podcast series explores HR and management hot topics and challenges through conversations with relevant experts and real-life people professionals. Brought to you by Actors Software, our aim is to build a better workplace for people. The HR Uprising is about collaborating and supporting each other to build the confidence and skills to rise up to each challenge and deliver real, lasting business value. You can find out more at hruprising.com or join our LinkedIn community. Now introducing your host, chartered psychologist, best-selling author, entrepreneur and speaker, Lucinda Carney. Hello and welcome my name's Lucinda Carney, and yes, you've tuned into the HR Uprising podcast, but this is a specific series aimed at people managers. I've been a manager of people probably 25 years, and I have to say, I think it's one of the most challenging jobs that I have ever experienced. Um, I've been a trainer, I'm a CEO of a business, but managing people is one of the most rewarding and most challenging jobs I've taken on. And of course, as everyone listening here, we've been through a pandemic. We know that for four months during 2020, the world suddenly switched to remote working, didn't it? And this presented us a whole new set of concerns and challenges, whether it was to us as individuals who were um, thinking, how do we sort out our working environment? Um, So in terms of our own challenges and our childcare and those sort of things. But then if we were a line manager, um, how do we ensure that the people that we may well see day to day who are suddenly remote from us, how do we get the best out of them? How do we manage their productivity? How do we support them if they're feeling stressed or, um, or anxious? How do we basically flip our management style, which much of it may have been habitually based on informal communication, often in the office, to a different type of communication, a virtual people management style. And some people have embraced it and found it really easy. Others have found it much more difficult. And to be honest, people management is tough. All right. There's no getting away from it. People management is pretty challenging. And uh, anyone who's made it through, you've done well. Uh, But I felt that there was lots of my, my experience in background, not only if I'd been a line manager, I also spent 20 years as a, as a trainer. Much of that was as a management trainer. And I knew that there was lots of uh, information and skills that I had learned over the years that would be useful to other people. It doesn't automatically sit under the heading of HR uprising because not everybody who is a line manager is in HR. Although if you are a line manager and you're listening to this and you're not in HR, do look through the HR back catalogue of courses that we've run because you might find some of those topics are actually relevant to someone um, in a management role. But um, but vice versa, if you're HR, you're not necessarily a line manager. Therefore, I felt that I wanted to share some of these ideas, hopefully in a way that will be useful. And don't worry, the rest of them will not be as waffly as this, but in a way that would be useful to people to help you uh, understand how you could apply your management skills, the ones you've already got, or tweak them or update them to get the best out of this new, let's say a hybrid virtual working environment. Now, the reality is that there's lots of information out there previously where it was stated, I think it was the Institute of Learning and Management stated that something like 69% of businesses felt that their managers didn't quite have the skills to manage 
people as effectively as they would like. So almost 70% of businesses were saying that their managers hadn't got the skills, yet only about 33% of them invested in training. So there's a, we know that you might be a line manager and you might have been thrust into that role. You've never been given any training. Now, I do believe in personal responsibility and the hat's off to you if you're listening to this, then maybe you've been pointed to it and some of this will, will give you some, some, some guidance. And that's the purpose of this series of episodes. There's going to be eight in total for now. If it's popular, I might do more in future. And I'm going to run through this, this um, series of episodes. This is the introductory one. This is number one. I'll tell you what's going to be covered over the next few weeks. And going forwards, I'll be covering one more episode I'll come out on a Thursday and um, we'll go through various aspects of the model that I've come up with called the PERFORM model. Now, the PERFORM model is nothing groundbreaking. Um, It just happens to be a handy mnemonic that came to mind when I was thinking about what's the difference between being a people manager in a virtual world um, relative to maybe people management previously. And as I said earlier, we know that Uh, Many people who are line managers haven't really been given the support or training that they need to be as successful as possible. So what I'll be sharing in each episode is a key skill that can help you get the best out of your people in a virtual or non-virtual world, but it will go into it in a little bit of depth. I'll share some key practical examples and ways in which you can apply it. And I just hope you'll find it easy to listen to and useful. My goal is I'll keep each one about 20, 25 minutes so you can listen to it while you're walking the dog or doing a little bit of exercise, whatever you like, but it's something that can fit into your your, your routine. So I came up with this PERFORM mnemonic just because I like mnemonics, it makes it easy to remember. And um, what it stands for is P stands for people first. So the first chapter will be talking about why we need to prioritise people first by being human centric, building trust with our people and knowing them as individuals. Again, nothing groundbreaking there, but I believe this is something that maybe our workplace had lost a little bit. There'd been a lot of, as managers, we were often forced into quite a transactional way of interacting with people. The fact that we were in an office sitting next to someone could mean we say, well, I do one-to-ones all the time. I talk to my people all the time. There's no need for me to clarify objectives or to have formal meetings because I see them all the time. But what that resulted in was maybe a transactional relationship, which is not the same as one of trust. Now, we've been doing lots of webinars during lockdown, and the last one we did on on performance and trust showed that 80% of respondents felt that a high trust environment related to or corresponded with um, high productivity. And the opposite was true. If you had a low trust environment, that resulted in low productivity. I heard lots of examples of low trust behaviours where managers were perhaps micromanaging, breathing down people's necks, asking people to uh, be online all of the time, maybe to the extent where we all got Zoom fatigue, we were having meetings every single day. And that doesn't necessarily, and I mean like a team meeting, almost a presenteeism. That's the opposite for me of trust. So by being people first or focused first is about showing we trust people and it's about understanding each member of our team as an individual. And that takes a personal connection. It's not a transactional activity, it's a personal activity. And that's one of the main things that I believe that as a line manager, we have to start, particularly in a virtual world, because people are out of sight. 
We need to start focusing on outputs if we're not already. And presenteeism isn't going to work because people can always find a way to appear to be present. They can be off doing what you like with Skype on their phone and being being available. That isn't going to help them be productive. What we want is for them to know what's expected of them and for them to want to deliver it. So all it's about starting with people first culture, which to a certain extent, I think we'd lost prior to moving virtually. So the first episode will be all about that. The next one will be about clear expectations. Now, this is about having clarity of priorities, goals, milestones. How do we agree them with people? Again, previously, we might have had quite a top down approach, quite a dictatorial approach. If people are working remotely, they need to be able to make decisions for themselves. So they need to have been involved in setting expectations. They need to decide hour to hour how best to prioritise their time. We're not there to say, do this, do that. So expectations are really, really important in a remote world. And I know for a fact, again, from the surveys that we've done, that this is one of the biggest development areas that HR rated as their line manager, as their line manager's skills, is setting clear expectations And not only that, in a virtual world, it's how do we make sure that they are um, short term enough? That's one thing that I think where previously we might have been able to set once yearly objectives. Maybe if you're lucky, review them quarterly. Nowadays, in a virtual world, things are moving so quickly. We need to make them agile, have um, the ability to update them and keep people really focused so they know what's important week to week, but without micromanaging. The next episode will be for R, so in our PERFORM. Um, Regular reviews is what that stands for. So this is about how you can hold virtual reviews. So whether it's about one-to-ones or performance reviews, it's about having that regularity and consistency. Now, some people, including myself, consistency is not my middle name, quite the opposite. So it's a major challenge to ensure that you give people the structure that makes them feel safe and secure. And it's, a, it's something to think about how we schedule things in, how we manage them, but also that it's not something really onerous on us. How can we share the responsibility with the people we manage to carry out those regular reviews that give that certainty and that clarity and help people to be productive and perform? F stands for feedback. In a virtual world, it's really easy for people not to get um, the feedback that they might need to be productive. So how do we put that in place and create regular feedback and also coaching people for continued performance improvements? So we'll talk about what good quality feedback looks like, how you can really get comfortable giving feedback, having a balance between positive feedback and maybe developmental feedback, and also how overall we can help people to grow and develop themselves in a virtual world. Then in terms of the next aspect, it will be O, which stands for ownership culture. And that will be where we'll talk about how you can encourage the people that work for you, how you can empower them to take ownership for their productivity, for their goals. Because that's when people are not next to you, you need them to own their achievements and own their growth and own their objective, their objectives. So the way in which you do that is by being able to coach Lots and lots of people say, oh, I was gave someone some coaching. I was a coach in this circumstance. Actually, they probably weren't. What they did was they told the person what to do. 
Telling someone not to do isn't the same as coaching. Coaching gives ownership. Telling generates compliance. So in this episode, we'll look at the difference between the two and how you can actually encourage greater ownership, which of course will enable people to be working remotely because you can't be there all the time for them, uh, for them to, to be successful and in turn the business to be successful. Our second R is about recognition. And you, I could have incorporated that into feedback because it's positive feedback in many ways. But because we're in this virtual world and we need to ramp up the positive feeling, the energy of people, because they are out of sight, they're not getting that conversation in the hallway where you have a chat about things. Um, you notice, I said, well done on that presentation last week. That informal recognition or acknowledgement is not happening. So we need to think more carefully about how we can create the opportunities to celebrate and share people's achievements to encourage continued high performance, but not only that, to encourage talent retention. Because if people don't feel connected in the organisation you work for, they might start looking to move somewhere else. And that's the last thing you want when you've got a team that you know they're performing, you want them to be able to continue to perform in the culture that they work with you. And then finally, the final one is about grasping the nettle. It's M for manage. So all of those aspects, actually, if we're doing those wells, the prefer, but the before bit of the perform culture, all of those will prevent performance issues as much as possible. But one of the most downloaded HR uprising episodes that I've done, and it continues to be a download. We've got we've got white papers on this instantly. I'll, I'll direct you on the show notes if you want to download papers or an ebook on this. But actually, managing performance issues or challenges is something that most people find really hard. They really dislike it. I think it's about it feeling conflict, feels like we're in conflict. No one wants to tell people they're doing things wrong. The problem with that is if we don't deal with it, nip it in the bud, and actually ideally you deal with it through clear expectations and feedback, but if we don't get to the bottom of it, then that's going to perpetuate. And there are lots of consequences with that. The person doesn't perform, which puts pressure on everybody else in the team, but also it's uh, it's demoralising for others. And no one actually wants to be an underperformer. So the point here is giving us the confidence and skills to be able to spot potential underperformance and to turn it around in a positive way. So it's just business as usual, chatting to people. And that way you end up not having to get to the point where you're looking to put people on a performance improvement plan or um, actually having to go down the disciplinary route. It's all about avoiding it. So that's the PERFORM model is essentially virtual people management 101. And if you've been a manager for lots of, you know, lots of time, I suspect you will know lots of it, but hopefully there'll be some fresh thinking in there. If you're new to people management, then it should give you a really good grounding. So I hope you're going to enjoy. You're going to tune in every Thursday for the next seven weeks after this one. Do tell your colleagues if you find it of value. Do connect with me um, on things like LinkedIn. So it's Lucinda Carney. You can find me on LinkedIn. Or if you go to our HR Uprising podcast page, you'll be able to see all of the links. So there'll be links to various other relevant tools, videos, webinars that we've done. Every time we go through one of these modules, there'll be links in the show notes. So all you need to do is go to hruprising.com, find the relevant um, episode, looking at our virtual manager series, and you'll be able to get other information. If you prefer to read stuff, it'll be in that format. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do hope you get value out of this series. 
Um, and uh, you know, let me know if you if you do enjoy it. Please do give us a rating. It really helps other people find us as well. So you can rate us on um, whichever podcast you're listening through. Thanks and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising, proudly brought to you by Actor Software, the joined-up performance and talent management solution. You can access links to any of the information or resources mentioned in the show via the podcast page at www.hruprising.com. If you like what we do, please subscribe, tell your colleagues and leave a review. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising. 